0: No one or nothing can take us out of God's hands. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. A nice image of this would be a newborn infant. When the baby's first born, they rest the infant in the arms of their mother. And the mother caresses the baby next to her heart. And the baby looks up at the mother just unconditional, pure love. The baby's entire world is the mother. And the mother looks down with pure, unconditional love on the baby and thank God that he has given us a new life in this world. The love of a mother has dramatic effect on our lives. But I would say has great effect on the entire world. At our baptism, we are lit with the fire of Christ. But when we grow older, we become selfish. When we turn away from God and His church, commit sins, that fire goes out. But it never can be totally extinguished. It's like a, an amber just smoldering. But once you bring it up and you breathe on it, boom, it catches fire again. The same with our souls. We can never do anything that will totally extinguish the love of Christ in our soul. But when we come back to confession, when we start going to Mass daily if possible, when we start saying our prayers daily, then all of a sudden, boom, that light comes on. And it's then and only then can we truly be the individuals God expects us to be. It is only then can we receive and become and reach our true potential. Well, last week, Father talked about sometimes life is difficult. Next week he's gonna talk about the end goal, heaven. Today we're gonna talk briefly about the journey. Nothing in this life is worthwhile That comes easy. Anything great in our life takes much effort, sacrifice, or it's not great at all. And in our spiritual life, too, we need to strive for excellence, not just that, you know, I'm a fair Catholic. Reminds me of a story or a commercial I saw yesterday. There was a, a young man in a hospital preparing for surgery and the nurse is in there talking to him and he goes, um, you know, Surgeon uh, Johnson there, he's a pretty good surgeon, isn't he? And the nurse says, well, he's all right. And he goes, all right. Well, here comes the surgeon down the road. He goes, hey, yells out somebody, got my license back. Comes into the room and uh, the patient goes, what are we going to do? I'm sure you've done this a hundred times. He goes, well, you know, last night did a little reading on it and, hey, don't worry about it. We'll figure it out when we're in there. Fair is not what we're striving for. We want excellence in our surgeons, but more importantly, we want excellence in our spiritual life. Now, who's the one that teaches us Nine times out of ten, it's our mothers. The domestic church is the family. And the family is where we learn our faith. A couple of things I brought up is who teaches us and their children the faith? It's usually the mothers. Who teaches their children about love, respect, dignity? Usually the mother. Who holds the family together through the darkest moments of our lives and the good times as well? Our mothers. Who can we always count on when everyone else deserts us? Our mother. God has a special love for all our mothers. And that's why it's so important in our society today to treat mothers and all women with the dignity and respect they deserve. Any wife, any mother, any woman that has any mental, physical, verbal abuse, whoever's doing that to them, is asking for God's wrath, <clears throat> and it will come. I remember growing up, my 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 mother, God rest her soul. We called her Grandma Shorty. She was only four foot five, little thing, but she was Irish, and she was full. I'm telling you, didn't want to get that lady mad. But she always told my brothers and myself, you know, if I ever even didn't hear you talk mean to your wife or any girls, you ever laid a hand on them. I'll clean the floor up with you." And she meant it. We need more of that in our society today, to treat especially women with respect. Now, some people may not have the greatest mother, but Jesus took care of that. When he was dying on the cross, not worrying about himself, the last thing he was worried about was his mom. What's he say to the apostle he loved, John? Woman, behold your son. Son, behold your mother. From that moment on, John took her into his home and treated her as his own mother. But also at that moment, Jesus gave us his mother, our heavenly mother, who loves us more than we can ever love ourselves and is one of the easiest ways to get to heaven a great saint once had a vision of many priests going to heaven and somewhere on like an escalator very easy others would climb up so far and fall climb and fall they had a heck of a time and he asked the Lord what does this mean he said the ones going up easily have a deep devotion to my holy mother we must always remember our mother and especially our mother in heaven. She's always there looking out for us. I'd like to end with a brief story about a guy named Thomas Edison. You ever heard of him? Anyways, the story goes like this. When he was a very young boy, he came home from school with a letter He said, Mom, the teacher wanted me to give you this letter. His mom opened it up and tears welled up in her eyes. And little Thomas goes, Mommy, Mommy, what's the letter saying? And she says, your son Thomas is a genius. We cannot teach him here at this school anymore. We don't have the proper facilities to let him reach his true potential. Please teach him at home yourself. And Thomas goes, wow, Mom. Well, many years later, after his mom died and became the great genius we know him for, when he's going through his personal, her personal belongings, he found this letter. And this is what it said. And as a quick note, if I ever had the letter like this from my boy's teacher, I would be devastated. I don't know if somebody last night was laughing. I think their hearing aid was off. But uh, this is what the letter said. Dear Mrs. Edison, your son's an idiot. We can't teach him. He's expelled from our school. Good luck. Well, Thomas broke down in tears. And when he regained himself, his composure, he wrote at the bottom of that note, Thomas Edison, the idiot, who through the love and prayers of his mother became one of the greatest geniuses God ever made. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever.